Welcome, everybody, to uh, another edition of the TMG podcast. Uh, this is Chris Dufresne of TMG, and boy, do we got a full show today. Uh, we're joined by the other three amigos, Herb Gould. Uh, Tony Barnhart is in Charlotte, coming uh, to us via Skype, and we got Mark Blauchen, uh, Jersey mm-hmm. guy, and we got a buzzing on the on the phone, but I think uh, this will be interesting. And we have a special guest star this week, Tom Lucci, uh, a contributor, and he's who's background children noise. All right, everyone, may be seated. Um, uh, Tom Lucci is joining us, uh, a, a TMG contributor. He does our Sunday column, does an excellent job, long-time uh, writer for the uh, newer, Newark Star-Ledger uh, and Rutgers beat writer, Rutgers graduate, and we're, we brought Tom in. Welcome, Tom, and we, we kind of want you uh, to talk about many things, but uh, specifically what happened this week with... Um, Tennessee and Greg Schiano and the, the fiasco of Knoxville, um, and we want to get your perspective, having um, covered Rutgers and someone who knows Greg Schiano, and, and, and what do you make of the, this big mess? Oh, Go. you know, guys, listen, I covered Greg all 11 years he was there. He was at Rutgers as the head coach. Uh, got to him. I mean, I think we have an excellent relationship. We still talk. I probably haven't I haven't actually spoken to him in two weeks. He, he happened to call me the night before a game. He was in the, he was done watching film and doing cut-ups, and he just wanted to talk. And we text now, but I just think it's disgraceful the way you know the, the, this mob mentality was able to undermine uh, somebody's opportunity to get a job. I mean, if you don't think Greg's the right guy for Tennessee, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. I, I've seen the warts. You know, I, I've been there up close. So I kind of get it. I, I think he's a good disciplinarian, and I think he's a good program builder. And um, you know, uh, uh, as for, and he develops talent. I mean, Rutgers has had like you know during his years they probably had fourteen NFL draft picks, and in their entire history prior to him arriving, maybe had five or six. So um, you know, he did all the right things, and and people who are pointing to his record. I mean, let's let's be realistic here. I mean, Rutgers was the the dregs of college football when he took over. Right. You know? Oh, they, they were. He, he went three and twenty his first two years, and he had nothing. He had no facilities. You know, he had no history or tradition to sell. Um, he was basically selling his dream. And then his last nine years, I guess he was forty nine and twenty. Now, you know, again, the warts are he never did win a Big East title uh, or the AAC title. Um, but I mean, for where that program should be, I think he brought them exactly to the level where they should be, where they're competitive. Every once in a while, beating a top twenty-five team. I, again, I just think it's disgraceful the way the whole thing was handled. You yeah. know, uh, you know, especially uh, the, the guy who seemed to be the instigator, Clay Travis. Um, it just, it, it's just, it's not professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, well, Luke, Luke, you know, and you know, Greg Schiano's ability as a football coach really has no bearing in this. I mean, what what it, what it is is that here was a guy that, that the Tennessee fans or this group of Tennessee fans were ginned up and fired up that they didn't want this guy. And they used this stuff about uh, about Penn State right. and Jerry said They used that as a, as a, as a pretense to, to protest that they didn't want this guy. I mean, just be honest about it. Well, and so, so there were two, to me, there were two great sins here. One is, is the reaction that was ginned up by Clay Travis. The other was the fact that Tennessee, who said they had done their due diligence, if you've done your due diligence, guess what? You stand up there and you stand by the guy. We did our homework. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know what, Tony? Ohio State, Ohio State and the Bucks said they did the same thing. They vetted yeah. them. And listen, I, I've asked them point blank about it a couple of times. Uh, he, he's always vehemently denied it, uh, uh, that he knew anything about what was going on there. Uh, you know, and so I have to take him out of his word because there's no evidence to the contrary. I mean, even, you know, that hearsay in court that was raised was deemed inadmissible and not something that they could pursue criminally. It's just, it was based on hearsay. So to use that as the excuse, like I say, you don't want Greg Chan as your coach. I get it. You know, I've seen the warts. I've seen the good stuff and I've seen the warts and I get it. You know, although a couple of years ago, Tony, to be honest with you, you know, Tennessee did approach him. I don't know yep. the last time they had the opening, but they did approach him and talk to him about that job. So, uh, you know, this is just kind of a, I think the world we live in, eye-opening, you know, reality that uh, that social media has this much both power and recklessness. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know, uh, go, I, Herb, I like go, go ahead, Herb. I, I was just going to say, what I would really like to see is another SEC school and. Tony can fill us in. There are a few openings, or, or there will be, depending on how these chairs shuffle in the next week or two. I'd love to see somebody hire Greg Schiano, and I'd love to see him go into Knoxville and, and win. You know, uh, it would be really neat. You know, if if there was a school that had the the strength and commitment to go hire this guy, who is, you know, by all accounts, a, a very capable, talented coach. Uh, to take over a program where you got a chance to get some things done. You know, as Luch mentioned, I mean, what he did at Rutgers, I think everybody's got to re respect and admire that and give him a shot somewhere where he can show these people in Tennessee that they made a mistake. Yeah. Well, Herb, you got, you got the perfect uh, opportunity here because if Purdue opens up and and, they're and Tennessee is talking to Jeff Brome, but guess what? Greg Shannon be, would be a great fit for Purdue. And then, he, then let's see what happens in three years. Let's see who's better off, Purdue or Tennessee, with Greg, with Greg Shannon, Purdue, and Jeff Roman at Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, apparently I, mean, I, think, yeah. you know what, I, I think he's rehabilitated his image from the Tampa Bay Bucks a little bit. You know, that was a rough time. I, you know, he likes the NFL. You know, I always thought he was going to go back to the NFL. You know, in our conversations, I got that feeling. But, uh, you know, I, I think he had a rough time there for a variety of reasons because he's a – a no-nonsense disciplinarian. And you know how you guys know how it is sometimes when these uh, college coaches go to the NFL. It's it's yeah. a different game, different yeah. world. Nick, yeah, so I think yeah. he's rehabilitated his image a little bit with the couple of years he's been in Ohio State. And and by the way, because of all this stuff, I love Ohio State against Wisconsin. Sorry, Herb. <laughs> I think I think Greg's gonna have that defense so fired uh, up. It's gonna be ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That. I, I also, you know, the one other thing I wonder about is. Anybody who does take that Tennessee job, they better keep their eyes open, you know, because you, you this is this is you know the current one, but there's just been so much bizarreness at Tennessee with that, you know, the the program, the the fan base. That that's a tricky deal. I, I wouldn't advise anybody to take that job unless they were really all in for it. Well, that, it's an interesting point. Um, and I'm wondering why, and I know he doesn't have head coaching experience, and apparently the Jeff Brome thing has already fallen apart since we've uh, you know, gone on air uh, or is, is crumbling as we speak. But my question <laughs> is, I understand that uh, uh, T. Martin has no experience as a head coach, but if you're looking for somebody from your family to come in and clean up a mess, uh, you know, T. Martin is the offensive coordinator at USC, ranked number 10 
this week in the college football playoff ranking, um, uh, led Tennessee uh, to a national title. Uh, not Peyton Manning. T. Martin led him, and, and T. Martin also beat Florida, something that Peyton never did. Um, why isn't T. Martin's name coming up in this discussion, Tony? Is it because he has no head coaching experience, or is, is or may they may they ultimately go to him? Well, there's two there's two names you're going to hear. The ten, I'll tell you this, Chris: the, the Tennessee people want T. Martin because I know of another guy who's going to get mentioned uh, now that this thing is falling apart, and that's Kevin Steele, right. who's the defensive coordinator at Auburn, and obviously Auburn's done. He's done an incredible job there for two years since he's been there. Uh, was a was a coach at, was a head coach at Baylor a million years ago before Baylor had anything uh, going for him. Uh, and so you're going to hear Kevin Kevin Steele and T Martin. And I tell you what, I floated the Kevin Steele thing out there last night because I talked to somebody uh, who knew about Kevin, and everybody who came back at me on Twitter said, "No, no, no, we want T Martin. We want T Martin." And uh, I, I know T really well. He and I used to do television together in Atlanta, and uh, I would love to see him get a shot at it. But don't don't you think it's going to take at this point somebody from within the family to to rescue this thing? Uh, that's kind of my sense of it. To me, there's no doubt. Now, now that Mike Gundy has fallen through, and I heard early this afternoon that Jeff Brom might fall through, but I, I've been traveling, so I haven't seen anything. So if Jeff Brom falls through. They they got to go get a member of the family and pass. And Philip Former's got to to me. Philip Former's got to take some leadership and take some charge in this thing because nobody at Tennessee is listening to the current athletic director. They'll only listen to Philip Former, who's a special assistant to the president of Tennessee. That opens another question, Tony. How long how long is, is Don Kerry going to be at the AD at Tennessee after this fiasco? It's it's a mess. There's no getting around it. Well, the problem again, the problem in my mind is not hiring Greg Schiano. The, the problem is once you made the decision, they questioned you, right? That you backed away from it simply because right. of a media, uh, because of an internet mob. Okay, right. you get you've got it. To me, you right. got to do, now. What? But I will tell you this. I promise you, this was not John Curry's decision to back away from. Oh hell no! Greg I don't think so. it, 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 it was all the politicians who called. And who were scoring political points on the back of this thing that they ended up telling? I'm sure they told the president what to do, and the president said, "This is we're not going to do this." Yeah. Hey, hey Tony, is Jim Bob Cooter too young for that job? I don't. Probably. How old is Jim Bob? I think he's 33 or 34. Yeah. yeah to, to but he's me, an OC in the NFL, right? Uh, there's, there's no doubt. But it, again, I, I think at this point they've got to get somebody. Who, who has a proven track record in recruiting. Recru- recruiting is everything, guys, particularly the latest, in this part of the world. The latest, uh, if I may interject, the, yeah, the, it, the latest that I'm seeing on the Internet is that, yeah, they moved on from Brom, and now they're looking at NC State, Dave Doran. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke. Tenet, the, I promise you, these tenet, well, you and I, we know who Dave Doran is, and we know that he's a pretty good coach. I promise you, the Tennessee people have no idea who Dave Dorn is. Yeah, I promise you, they have no idea. This this brings up a larger question about you know should I mean where does this end? I mean, are should fans be able to dictate what what happens at a school? And why not? You know, and, and there are people suggesting that fans should just they should just have a poll and see uh, what Tennessee fans 
who they want as, as coach and then and then try to go get them other than John Gruden. But is, is this where... The only thing, Dufus, don't you think Alabama fans want Nick Saban fired after one loss? I mean, you can't <laughs> let fans think You can't, you know. Every time they want to fire the coach. I was sort of kidding, but let's look at what happened here. A reaction by the Tennessee, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, mob mentality, internet protesters forced a decision... Uh, to rescind an offer to an otherwise qualified coach. Uh, yep. This is where this is where we're at. My question is where is where does this end if AD cannot hire the, his own coach? Well, well, first of all, it ends when uh, administrators have the courage to stick by their decisions. Okay, you you got to have the courage. Of, you, you can't let the mob dictate this kind of thing. because where where are they going to be when it doesn't work? Okay, they have they have no they, they don't have any skin in the game. They just want to win football games, yep. and so but but it ain't it, this is going to keep going until an administrator says, "Hey, you hired you hired me to make this decision. If you want to get rid of me, that's fine. But I'm not I'm not going to let I'm not going to let the internet mob rule what we're doing." Yeah, I mean we could talk about this forever, but let's let's try to move on to to the college football. Uh, uh, rank, you know, this is what, what we should be talking about is 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 this weekend in the in the college football ranking. First of all, I want to interject that uh, congratulations to uh, Herb Gould, who was named Big Big Ten Sports Writer of the Week. Uh, he was named this week by uh, TMG for having de- for having degrees from uh, two schools in the Big Ten, uh, Northwestern and Wisconsin, that are twenty one and three. Uh, one one is uh, Wisconsin is undergrad, correct, and then uh, uh, Northwestern. Yeah, exactly. Wisconsin, they won sixteen games in the four years that I was there. <laughs> four every year, you could just write it down. Four games exactly every year: four and six, four and seven, four six and one. And then when I went to Northwestern, they were three and eight. So as soon as you know, when I left, things got better. There, there you go. They got, they got serious about football when you left. Her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, oh, we have five people today on our podcast, and we'll let, we're going to let Tony sort of uh, you know bring us up to speed on, on what the, the committee did last night. First of all, saying that uh, three of the uh, people on this podcast are very involved in the national title chase. We have uh, Wisconsin with Herb. We have... Miami and 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 uh, and Mark and we have Georgia still involved with Tony and we have two uh, graduates from schools that have dropped football, uh, Cal State Fullerton and oh. Rutgers. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, Tony won't remember, but that's the what that's one of the things that got me in trouble a long time ago with Greg. So uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember Tony, but when you were asking about uh, worried about being on the the BC the Harris poll. You know, any conflict of interest. And I, I was at the, on the beach at the time, Tony. You asked me in the summer. And I said, no, I don't have to worry about a conflict of interest. I went to a school that doesn't play big time football. Exactly. And that quote got out. And uh, I got a, about a, probably about two hours later, I think I got a phone call from Greg. You know? Yeah, there you I go. Said, Greg, I'm on the beach. Come on. All right. Uh, Tony, uh, bring us up to speed uh, on what uh, the committee did last night. A lot of positioning of teams, not just in the top ten, but also on the bottom, you know, they kind of uh, they kind of position themselves for decisions that they may have to make this Sunday. Uh, go ahead. Well, with, with number one Alabama and number two Miami losing, there had to be some shuffling. And basically, what they've done is they've just 
they've just positioned everybody uh, one through, basically one through six. One through, if you win, Alabama's five, they don't play. But if you win, you're in. The ACC champ is going to get in, Clemson versus Miami. Right. The winner's going to get in. The SEC champ, Auburn and Georgia, they're going to get in. Oklahoma, if they beat TCU for the Big 12, they're going to get in. And once again, once again, the key to the whole shit match belongs to Herb Gould's alma mater, Wisconsin. If Wisconsin, if those teams win and Wisconsin win, the selection committee has a very easy Saturday night and Sunday morning. It's all done. Yeah. All you got to do is all you got to do is seed the teams. But if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, we're going to have a big old argument, and that argument is going to be who deserves to be four. Should it be Ohio State at eleven and two, the Big Twelve champs, eleven and one Alabama, Southern Cal may jump up there and say, you know what, we're as good as any of those other guys. And so it'll it'll be it'll be the but again the the, the argument that intrigues me is eleven and two Ohio State versus eleven and one Alabama because I'm telling you no matter which team gets in there the other side is going to wage a holy war right so it it, it is going to be again watch the Big Ten championship and uh, to me that's the key to the but, whole the whole shooting okay. well yeah and you know the the thing about the thing about Ohio State, and you've pointed this out well, Tony, is those those aren't just two losses. They are two losses that are really bad optically. Ugly, ugly. And, uh, you know, to a, an Oklahoma team. And neither of those games were close. Iowa, you know, is a team that, you know, didn't do much of anything besides that one Saturday. Um, on the other hand, I just wonder about conspiracy theories, and I'm not saying <laughs> I believe in it, but... You know, if you want to have a national <coughs> tournament, I mean, I don't know, you know, and, and Alabama, it's hard to argue against Alabama turning on television sets, but Ohio State brings a Midwestern thing, and, and I, I just think that, you know, that that, that gives, that's just a, just a very slight little tiebreaker. That said, I, I think Alabama is more deserving if you, if you stick to on-the-field stuff. Mark, uh, Mark Blauchin, let me bring you in on this for a couple of reasons. I, I, another intriguing possibility is, is is TCU beating Oklahoma. And here's my question, and maybe Tony can can chime in on this too. If Georgia beats Auburn, does Auburn drop below Alabama with wins over Alabama and Georgia? And if Auburn doesn't drop below Alabama, how can Alabama make the playoff? Oh, I agree with that. I mean, that's the, when Tony and I talked about that last night. And, and I mean, what, what, what does the committee do? I mean, how, if Auburn does lose, um, how far is it? I mean, obviously, if, it, if it's a Georgia rap, like the way Auburn beat Georgia, then Auburn is not a factor. Close game. But, but, but if, 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 if 17 14, I think Auburn is five and, 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 and Alabama is six, and then, that's, then, then what do you do? Well, then Alabama can't make it, right? If, and you would think. I, I, I just don't. I don't think Alabama can make it because look, Alabama, uh, Auburn didn't just beat Georgia and Alabama; they dominated Georgia and Alabama. Okay, and yes, they were playing at home. We understand that, but I just don't think. I don't think the committee can put Georgia and Alabama in and leave Auburn out. I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers. <laughs> 
I don't care what the numbers are. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah. So that. So that's a problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, and 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 Mark, you even you know, bless your heart, you left a little opening for even our little USC Trojans out here. You're saying that if TCU beats Oklahoma, that that right. USC, if it if it does a number on Stanford. Uh, might get back in the in the in the mix. It, it should be in a discussion because then you'd be looking at USC versus TCU versus Alabama for that for that spot. Now you 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 compare those three schools, and people might automatically say Alabama. Okay, maybe I, I guess, but but again, conference champion versus runner up. Um. And, and the interesting, the interesting problem the committee's going to have is last year, as we all recall, is I and a lot of people thought that at the end of the year, USC was one of the four best teams in college football. And they didn't get a sniff of making it because I was told flat out by more than a few committee members, they lost three times. Right. So, you know, so now you, you, you get, and, 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 and so what happens now is what, what, like Tony was saying, what happens if Auburn loses the game? Uh, and, and then, then get, like you said, get the skidded. Well, you can't put Auburn as a, as a three-loss team. It's never happened before. Yeah. And, Blau, what, what did I tell you that situation was? What is it? What? It's a bobber head. It's a bobber hedges. Oh, by here. Right. That, that was, was that. That, that right. was then. This is now. Okay. You, you also, we also have an injury factor here. And, Tony, I don't know. I mean, carry on Johnson, uh, uh, is was you know I don't know how much is he even going to play it, but that has to be a factor in how. A total factor, total factor. Auburn is a different team when Carryon Johnson is not on the field. He's the SEC's leading rusher. He's an incredibly dynamic player, and without it, and remember now, they, they would not only be without Carryon Johnson, they'd be without Cameron Petway, who's right. number two back. Cam Martin, their number three back, uh, tweaked an injury and may or may not be able to go. So that is abs- that is absolutely a fact. I was in Auburn yesterday. Everybody there said, look, he's going to give it the old college try. Uh, the shoulder, you know, the shoulder, he banged up pretty good against Alabama, so we will see. But, but to me, there's no way. I mean, I was there. There was no, There's no way that he can be 100%. The question is, if he's 80%, is that good enough? For Auburn well, well, that brings up another question, though. The committee basically gave Clemson a pass, a, a Clemson a pass for losing at Syracuse because their quarterback got hurt. If Auburn loses to Georgia because its star running back uh, is ineffective or doesn't play, how does that factor in the committee's uh, decision on what to do with Auburn? I don't think it. I don't think it does because it's too late in the season. Too late. These too late. Too late. You can do it in September. You can't do it in November and December. Anybody, that's, that's, any, anybody that's else? Look at anybody else disagree with that, or is that a? a well, no, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Side though, too. I, I don't know if you can lose twenty five percent of your games and get in. Right. That's right. I, I just don't think it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel well, right, especially if you're not a conference champion. But how? If, a champion. if you've never had a two loss team, you're going to go from you're going to skip two loss teams and go to a three loss team. I, I don't. I don't but, see but, that. But, 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 but the, I agree there too. But the dilemma again but is that, that, the question, guys. Well, the, the question, guys, is is this? And this is this could happen. Very likely could happen. And and Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Then it's Ohio State versus Alabama. And Herb mentioned it. But I talked to a lot of people, and, and I was told again 
that a conference champion has an inherent edge over a runner-up unless there's a marginal, a, a, a market, market difference in what, what they think is going to happen. I, I don't think, if you look at Alabama, and, and compare, you heard me compare the losses, let's compare the victories. Uh, Ohio State will have beaten Wisconsin, will have beaten Penn State, will have beaten Michigan State, will have beaten, not Penn State, yeah, Penn State will have beaten Michigan State and Michigan. They'll have quality wins. Alabama's only quality win that anyone can think of is, is LSU. And like Duke says, they, they, they included Mississippi State, somehow got in the poll with four losses. Well, that's, so I think there's, I, that, I, don't, I think Alabama's in deep trouble against Ohio State. Well, moving, keeping Mississippi State in there is what I was referring to earlier about positioning, right. positioning the rankings to defend a decision you might have to make on Sunday. Well, they beat two teams that, you know, Alabama defeated right. beat Mississippi State and uh, you know, and, and they even brought Fresno State into the mix. Fresno State is 25. Well, why is that important? Alabama beat Fresno State. And who would have yep. thought that to, a win that was uh, Washington and, and Alabama were derided for scheduling this team that is now, they're, they're, you know, had, out, had Washington not lost uh, one more game, they would be using Fresno State too <laughs> as a reason why they should be in. So that's what I'm saying, that this maneuvering at the, bo- the bottom to set up, uh, you know, to set up what decisions they have to make is, is kind of fascinating. So, uh, you know, it could, be, uh, it could be a wild weekend. Um, uh, moving, moving on, I mean, we've got so many things I could get into. Uh, uh, Chip Kelly, um, a UCLA hire, I, I argue it's the biggest hire in the history of their, their football program. Um, does anybody think that this is, you know, that th- this is fool's gold and he's lost his, lost his touch? Lucci, come on in on this. Uh, we talked about guys going to the NFL and failing uh, college guys. Uh, is Lucci, is, is, uh, is, is, yeah, all right. Uh, I- Listen, I, I don't think you get tarnished by anything that happens in the NFL if you have a track record in college. I mean, just off the top of my head, Saban, Lou Holtz, uh, you know, I mean, we, we've seen a bunch of guys fail in the NFL that can come back to the colleges. Uh, it's just most of the time they prefer when they make that jump from the college to the NFL, they generally stay at the NFL because, of, you know, you don't have to recruit. You can spend as much time as you want preparing, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think it's a great fit and it's it's. To me, it changes the landscape of that uh, yeah. the Pac-12 South. I really think it does. Right, and now, and now we're talking about yeah, Oregon maybe losing Willie Taggart if, if Florida State opens up. This is just craziness. I did a thing on on broken coverage today, uh, listing the buyouts for coaches, uh, sixty-two million dollars so far just to get guys not to coach your team. <laughs> um, uh, seven coaches, uh, and then the money you got to pay. Uh, this is just becoming ridiculous, and I don't know uh, what, when or how it stops. But uh, you know, where does this end? Uh, and is it is is it is it all just tied to how much television well, money comes in? You know what else, Stu? Let me just yeah. just one quick right. thing. You know, now because the Chip Kelly hiring, now Arizona State has to react to that when they hire. Right. You know, oh, yeah. because they're in the same division, they have to react mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I know they they've been talking about Herm, Herm Edwards and. That name's from Florida, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so that has an effect on that entire division. Well, well and the, the other thing, guys, and I, I've talked to some of my coaching friends about this, is that, you know, remember we made the transition from former football coaches being athletic directors to bean counters and business guys? 
There's one problem with that. They do a great job on the business end of it. They don't know a damn thing about hiring coaches, okay? They don't. And that's why you've got these ridiculous contracts and these ridiculous buyouts. Because yeah. athletic directors don't ever, they don't ever want it to be said that they lost a guy because they didn't pay him enough money, okay? <clears throat> they, don't, they don't want to do that. <laughs> right now, right now, Florida State, Florida State with Jimbo Fisher is going through that right now. Jim, Jimbo Fisher is saying, give me what I want. I want a $60 million football building that houses it. Give me what I want or I'm leaving. And the president down there has got a big decision. Yeah. But he may, you know, one, the one ahead, that raised ahead, my eyebrows is uh, Matt Campbell, the Iowa State uh, and I call him a kid because he's so young and, and he does a terrific job. Yeah. I don't know why he was so eager to lock in at Iowa State. It it reminded me of that Northern Iowa coach in basketball several years ago. I was around him. He had one good NCAA tournament. He took a long-term deal. I mean, I, I think that, you know, Matt Campbell is a guy who I would have thought was, you know, would have been a good, you know, a good choice at Nebraska if Frost doesn't work out would be a good choice at any number of these big programs. And yet he says, I'm going to just stay in Ames. I, that was, that's one I don't understand. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is, is all this television money and, and revenue has allowed schools to build, upgrade their facilities and make them think that they can compete at the highest level when, in fact, I think there are still only 10 or 15 schools that can actually do that, but the the expectations are. I mean, Arizona State thinks that it should win the national title, uh, but you know, is that ap- a, a, a realistic uh, a view given their their history? And do you think that there are only certain number of schools that can, are that can year in and year out compete for the national title? Anybody? Yeah, no. yeah. I just okay. let me just say one quick point. Herb, do you think anything too with the Matt Campbell thing is? Do guys, is it too long ago, but the guys look at stuff like Dan Hawkins and say, maybe I'm better off where I am, well, you know, and I signing think, the money and getting the deal and I'm, I'm established here instead of moving on to that Power yeah, 5 I, program and just falling on my face and be run out of the gate. Clearly yeah. is part of, you know, that's part of the appeal of it, um, you know, and, and that, you know, that can work to an extent if you've got ties to the school. I, I didn't know Matt Campbell had. You know that that's a pretty quick uh, love affair there. That's not yeah. a guy. You know, if you're if you're from the area or you played there, you know, if you got a connection, that's one thing. But I, you know, you and, and it, it just seems like a weird one to me. I mean, the other one that I, you know, going back to um, Chip Kelly, I, I know why they had to do that, but I'm not I'm not convinced that that's going to work out well. I mean, you you go get it because it's a great high profile thing, but and you guys can speak to this, especially you do. I mean, he inherited a great situation at Oregon, and there's no doubt that he's a great offensive mind, but there's a lot of pieces that, that have to be put together to make that all click there, and and he's kind of a, you know, he's not warm and fuzzy in ways that are going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah, well, he even said at his press conference that this was about the most that people were ever going to hear him speak. Uh, but you know UCLA to me is is a you know is the the mansion on the hill, uh, but for some reason is 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 a you know it's a temptress almost. It's uh, for some reason has is not as good as it should be, and a lot of it has to do with bureaucracy, uh, being in the UC system, having to get a requisition from Sacramento to get a stapler, 
Uh, I've talked to Norm Chow about this, uh, who, who you know worked at USC and, and UCLA. The difference between private and public schools in, in the same city uh, is huge. Um, and, you know, whether he still has his fastball. Everybody in the country is doing stuff that Chip Kelly did uh, 10 years ago. Uh, what what does he have left in his bag that's going to make you know make a difference? Uh, these are I think legitimate uh, questions. Uh, and we, Lucci, you, you mentioned Dan Hawkins. You know where Dan Hawkins is now? Where is he now? UC Davis. Uh, okay. He, uh, but, but he, I mean, he could he probably could have stayed for right. life at Boise. That's what no? I mean. Yeah, he he you know he and we were there. Blau and I were in Boise. He said, Doof to tell sport, Doof. He the quote is uh, 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 what was it? Bigger is not better. Yeah, bigger is not better. Better is better. Better is better. And and then he left anyway because we were asking what what he was still doing at Boise. Bigger is not better. Better is better. And then he left and fell on his face. Now now he's you know now he's in in uh, you know he's in Sacramento. Uh, but you know this is uh, this these are the chances you take. I'm sure he's a lot richer for it, but I don't know if he's better for it. Um, so, okay, what do we have left? Do we, should we look at the, uh, let's look at some of the matchups. We have three rematches, actually four rematches if you count the Mountain West Fres- Fresno Boise game. Um, uh, rematch. Max, well, <laughs> What's that? The Max rematch too. The Mac does too? Yes. Wow. Um, I, I was, I was, and how do, how should we look at rematches? I read that uh, somewhere, and I better uh, double check, check this. I don't think USC has ever defeated a, a, a team twice in the same season. Um, we've seen this before. I mean, I'm going way back to when, when UCLA beat um, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl with Dick Vermeil and beat number one Ohio State. Uh, the, the Ohio State had crushed UCLA earlier in the year in a regular season game, uh, and, and, but the rematch was different. How different are these rematches going to be? Um, you know, USC I like be, because the stupid Pac-12 makes USC play 12 straight weeks, then gives them a bye for the title game, and Stanford has to play on five days rest. <laughs> I mean, where does it worse? Uh, so I would give USC the advantage. Um, what about Georgia Auburn, Tony? Um, advantage to anybody? Well, first of all, the first game Auburn dominated. The first right. game was played at Jordan Hare, and Jordan Hare is one of the toughest places to play uh, in this conference. Uh, you know, I, I went to Athens on Monday and Auburn on Tuesday, and we talked a lot about that. And and the thing is, Georgia's got to figure out a way to run the ball. I mean, he, he, here's the deal. Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb are the number two and number three rushers in the history of the University of Georgia. Some kid named Walker is, was number one. But uh, they were held to 48 yards on 20 carries combined, and nobody had even come close to that all year. Okay. Georgia's got to figure out where to run the ball. They have a chance. <clears throat> yeah. The defense is good. Auburn defense is good. One thing about rematches, in the SEC championship game, this is the 26th, 27th year, there have been six previous rematches. The winner of the first game won five of those rematches. Oh, interesting. So, okay. So, What about TCU-Oklahoma rematch? Uh, anybody think that TCU? Here's a point, though. though yeah. You mentioned that UCLA-Ohio State thing. My, my opinion is on a rematch, this is a general rule of thumb. The further apart they ha- they are, the better the, the chance of the team that lost. And and I think exactly. that's the case with, like, Memphis and UCF. I think Memphis is a much better team now than when they got blown out by UCF. 
you know, and, and I, I just think that maybe Georgia and Auburn are a little too close. Yeah. You know, I don't know that you can change that much up that quickly is what I'm saying. So uh, I think it depends on the timing, too. If they play in September and they play in December. I think it's a whole different thing. I think just think it's a completely different game. What about uh, uh, Oklahoma TCU? Now, Oklahoma has a history, a, kind of a choke fa- factor history. Uh, remember them losing the big uh, 12 title game to Kansas State, and, but still getting in the, in the BCS title game. Uh, anybody think TCU has a, a shot in this? I, I would. I don't think that was off the I like Gary Patterson a lot, you know, and, and I think that, you know, I wouldn't rule anything out with them. I, you know, although Oklahoma's been solid, they don't, you know, they're they're suspect on defense. I I, I don't rule out a, a TCU win. Um, I think Oklahoma. I, I could be wrong, but I think Oklahoma's three and zero in rematches and big, big twelve title games. Are they? Because okay. they had they had to be. Be, they had, when it was the, when it was twelve teams, they played. I think they played in three games, and they won every, every rematch. I think. Okay. And I hate to put it on one guy, Blau, but I, I don't think you can win a championship with Ken Hill quarterback. Oh wow, he's he, <laughs> well, he's had a good he's had a pretty good bounce back year. I mean, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just uh, I mean, I, I like a lot of the other quarterbacks in, the, in a lot of these. You know, Stidham I think has been playing great. Yeah. You know, um, Bryant's been playing very well again for for Clemson. So I, I like to go with the quarterbacks. Yeah, not not, not a bad. Uh, uh, speaking of which, Baker Mayfield is going to win the Heisman Trophy, I believe. Or are you? Yeah. We are all Heisman uh, voters. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm I'm waiting. Uh, how are how many of you are going to wait to see uh, or or look for a, a a different reason not to vote for Baker? Now we can't announce officially, I guess, who we're going to vote for. But are you going to uh, take a hard look at? You know, Bryce banged up Bryce Love for, uh, Friday night at, at USC. How hard of uh, a look are you going to take? Uh, well, dude, first yeah. of all, shame on anybody who votes who votes before the games are over because now it's electronic balloting. You can wait until Sunday night to vote. I mean, yeah. you're going to vote before before those play today. You should have a ballot. I'll Sorry. bet you. I'll bet you. Well, well, the, yeah. the other question, and and I, I can see that most of the voters don't care about this, but I, I still have big questions about. Voting for a crotch grabbing flag. Ed Integrity put that last week at the at TMG, and I, I really believe it. That if you're gonna put the integrity clause in there, then I think we ought to, you know, think about the integrity clause. And I, I got questions about that with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but you know, some years, and, yeah. some years, not his first it's, incident either, Herb. No, no, mm-hmm. no. You know, it's not his first uh, incident, so uh, well, yeah, you have to gather. Listen, they, they're giving you an opportunity to get as much information as you possibly can before making the decision. Why would you not yeah, want to take advantage? Part of that? Is, you know, how do people feel about you know, you know, vote? You know, I know that this was overcome by Manziel and 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 Winston and yeah. and uh, to a degree Cam Newton. Do people? Feel good about those votes in in hindsight. I I don't know how I don't know how to process that. You got to vote for somebody because of that, Herb. I, I did. I, I did. I can say that. Well, of fact, he was, he was number one of my votes. They were not on my ballot because right. it, you don't meet the integrity clause. You're yeah. not eligible on my ballot. So well, you know, well, and I don't but, know but about the the, 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 issue, the issue though is, is that. Uh, he's going to definitely lose votes because of it, but it's not going to impact the final outcome. Yeah, so oh, I, agree with, I think you're right. Well, more reason why I, I'm really torn about it. You know, I'm not. I don't. I don't like being on the bandwagon. You know, for that 
kind of for that very reason. But I agree with you totally. He, he's in. That that's a done deal. Um, okay. Well, let's well let's let's wrap this up. We want to, of course, wish uh, Florida State all the best of luck this week against Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> uh, your big big weekend uh, uh, trying to be bowl eligible. A game again. I mentioned this in broken coverage. A game that Florida State and Louisiana Monroe said these players deserve the chance to play this game, this 12th game. Um, and, uh, but, but, Miami, but Miami and Arkansas State, they didn't deserve to play again because that game well, ain't being remade and will never be remade. So, uh, you know, it, it just, I love this sport. <laughs> well, well, I, I, what, what Tony, if I text you an example, remember the example of 2001 with Cal? Oh, you mentioned that. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, no, in, in 2001, uh, a Rutgers Cal game was uh, postponed because of 9/11. It was supposed to be in September, yeah. and uh, um, Cal had fired uh, its coach at the time, Jeff uh, Tom, Tom Homo. Tom Homo, right? Tom Homo, and uh, they were 0 and 10, and they insisted on on playing the game, <laughs> so they played at the, at the end of the year at Rutgers. They threw three three thousand miles to get a win, and then flew home. <laughs> Because I guess the players deserve that. They went one in ten that year. You can look it up. Tom Homo had already been announced as being fired, but they insisted on playing, coming three thousand miles to play this game. Uh, Tony, you were going to say something, or did that, did that thought leave your mind? Well, the, the, what, what would have been entertaining? They they, they rescheduled the Louisiana Monroe game to try to get to six and six. What would have been entertaining is that the Gators had beaten them yes. last week, and they had to play the game no matter what. Huh. And knowing, knowing they couldn't get to and here, here's Jimbo trying to get another job. How, how, how entertaining would that have been? Right, right. And, uh, you know, the my, I understand, everyone understands why Miami does not want to play Arkansas State, which is at, which beat Louisiana Monroe last weekend 67-50. to 50. Uh, But, you know, that game was at Arkansas State. Uh, Miami's taken has taken these weird – Road games for a power program. They played at App- Appalachian State, I think, a couple State of years. Last year. Yeah, I mean, which is so yeah, that they have to play that game though next week, dude. What's that? After the championship game. Well, <laughs> well, that's the argument. Guess who plays next week? Army and Navy. Army and oh. Navy, which they're not playing for the national championship. But they have. Listen, what if Notre Dame had been in this national title discussion with an opponent that, that they had beat twenty four seventeen in Navy? Uh, I mean, right. how do you? It doesn't that factor into Notre Dame's? Uh, what if Army beat you the next week? You know, went out and crushed them forty-eight to right. three. Wouldn't wouldn't that affect uh, you know Notre Dame's standing? Uh, sure. So don't tell me that the regular season's over. If if Army and Navy are playing, they're they're eligible for every you know for a group of five uh, uh, bids. Uh, so you know, I don't buy that one. All, even though I know that it will, you know, I understand that how, how complicated it is. But uh, still, to me, it's a missing data point for Miami. Uh, sorry, Mister uh, Coral Gables, but uh, you know, at, no, that's, that's an important that, 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 miss. That, because because they can, if they beat Clemson, they're going to be in. If they lose, they're going to be out. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but what if they had lost Arkansas State in September nine? Don't tell me yeah. they could not have lost that game. Oh, no, so then, they, then they would have been out, no question. Right, so that's important. That game is important. But 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 Florida State has to play this game, Monroe, because the kids deserve a 12th game. So, they, <laughs> you, know, it's, it, you know, it shows you the sham of, of the reasoning. Just be honest. 
Jim, you know, right. Jim, Jimbo's the one that said, you know, no, just say we're playing this game because we want a sixth win to protect our bowl streak. So that's all. That's, I, right. that's all I'm asking for. So anyway, that's right. you know, that's like rat poison. You're asking for you're asking for some integrity. No, well, this, this is this is the other one. To, it, it, we, you know, Mister Mister Coach Rat Poison, uh, who we all recognize as the, you know the, the best coach in the game, all season long, quit quit promoting my team, quit giving them ideas that they're good, and now that they've <laughs> lost. Please consider us as a playoff. We just we need your help now. So it's just it it you know I understand why these guys do it, but we also can call them out when when they do it. I guess that's the only thing we can do. Um, anyway, I, how long have we been on this podcast? It's it's time has flown, but it's been I, this might be our longest one of the year, and we should probably end it. Uh, anybody else have any parting shots, or else we'll wrap this up? I want to say I'm really wor- I, Miami's got no chance of winning Saturday. I think I'm, I'm uh, not happy about it. You're speaking as you an alum. Don't sleep the Badgers. The Badgers. The Badgers are going to show up. They're going to run and they're going to play defense. And if Ohio State doesn't take it real seriously, I I I, I got a hunch the Badgers might just be ready to fool some people. Ooh ooh ooh. I like that. My final thought is this, uh, Doof. Uh, immediate re- ejection for anybody who does something disgusting in the end zone after a celebration. A la the Mississippi receiver, Quentin Flowers. Oh, yeah. God, out of the game. Sorry, I don't care. You're a quarterback. Getting 600 yards in the game. You ruined that game for me with your, your disgusting behavior. Thank you very much. Tony, anything else? The, the Ole Miss player will hear from the commissioner's office, uh, I've been told. Uh, As well he should. I mean... What about Auburn getting fined $250,000? Just, just a mere drop. Just a mere drop. But there was no way. That's, there was no way you were keeping that crowd off. Well, just for the landscaping alone to fix that, the hedges. I mean, you see people falling into those the, you know, the hedges there. It was, it was a, an awful sight. All right. Let's get out of here. And uh, until we meet again, uh, adios. We're done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me this year, too. Hey, Lucci, thanks a lot. That was awesome.